This is an O'Reilly Media Podcast. I'm Shannon Cutt, and my guest today is Dave Castle. He's the Technical Community Manager for MarkLogic. MarkLogic is a company that has developed an operational and transactional enterprise NoSQL database with the goal of integrating data silos to give customers a single view of their data. Dave, good to have you on. Thanks, Shannon. So today we're going to talk about this matter of creating a single view of an organization's data. A lot of companies are struggling with what's become known as data silos, where data related to different departments or products is locked up in different places. And without a unified view, it can actually be very difficult for a business to make plans and decisions based on the data. So before we get started, Dave, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Let's see, I've been with MarkLogic since 2009, but I've always been passionate about developing software and using it to solve interesting problems. Uh, I've worked in a couple different industries, mostly public sector and financial services. My current role as the community manager is a fun one for me because it's, it's a lot of fun to talk to people about great technology. Excellent. So let's start by talking about what enterprise NoSQL means. Can you tell sure. us? A little bit about that and how it's relevant to a unified view of data. Sure. So there's a couple parts to the term. Uh, let's start with the NoSQL. That that aspect is kind of a reaction to what we've had from databases for a long time, which is the the relational model that we access with SQL uh, as our query language. Mm -hmm. The challenge is that not all data fits neatly into rows and columns. So we've had all these different databases in the NoSQL family pop up to show us, you know, there are different ways that can more naturally model the way that our data looks. And the enterprise part of that is, is something that MarkLogic brings to the table where we, we believe that asset transactions are really important for, uh, for enterprise-level data, as well as security, right? It's really important that you know, the people who should have access to data have it, but nobody else does. That's a key element for a lot of our customers. Right. You also get into things like high availability, disaster relief, and essentially, all these, these enterprise things come down to, I need to make sure that my data is safe and secure and reliably available when I need it. Uh, and those are things that we've always found to be important since day one. Terrific, so the, yeah. So the, um, you asked also about how that relates to getting a 360 view. Mm -hmm. A big part of the challenge with dealing with data from data silos is that we've got different organizations storing different data that may have a lot of overlap, but they're all storing it in different ways. And so the challenge is how, do you, how can you bring that together and make it so that you've got it all available in one place? With a traditional system, a relational system, the, the first thing you need to do is come up with a schema that's going to be able to describe the entire uh, combined set. And that turns out to be a really, really hard problem. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Thank you. So one challenge we often hear about in the data space has to do with importing and exporting data in a way that's easy and efficient and, importantly, avoids unwanting changes to the source data format. I know MarkLogic has an interesting integration pattern known as Load As Is. Can you tell us how does that work and what are some of the benefits? Sure. So the idea of load as is, is that your data already exists in some form. And that form can vary dramatically, right? It can be Word documents or XML or JSON data. It can be stuff that you've already got in relational databases. So the idea is that if we can take that data in whatever form it currently exists, bring it into the database in that form, 
then we can start exploring it in the context of that database rather than having to uh, to first build up some schema, some representation of it, do a bunch of ETL work, and only then be able to start working with it. So what that means is that as soon as we get the data into the database, we can start actually working on our applications. Uh, and it's the application that is what actually delivers value, business value to our customers. So by getting to work on that faster and being able to iterate on that, we've found that we've got a much better time to value. Our customers have told us that repeatedly. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's great. So something that's critical to actually making use of enterprise data is the ability to search and ask questions. Let's mm -hmm. talk about architecture related to that for a bit. I know that MarkLogic has a search engine built in. How does that affect how an application is built? Well, let's, let's think about a common architecture. You've got a, a three-tier application with a user interface, uh, an application layer that holds your business logic, and a database. And most of the time with that approach, you need to add on a separate search engine, and that's how you're going to search the text part of your data. So that means if we think about that application layer in the middle, uh, the source code there is going to have to go to different places to query data or to search text. And then it's going to have to take those results and put them together kind of synthesize them in some good way before presenting them to the user. When you've got the search engine built into the database, the application layer has one place to go, and that really simplifies the code that you have to write, right? The application layer itself becomes a lot simpler. Mm. So if we don't have that, what we end up with is complexity. And complexity usually gives us two things, longer release cycles and more bugs. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> by having that built in and a single place to go for your uh, information, it simplifies that application layer and makes your, your application more reliable, and you actually get done there faster. And in addition to the simplicity, there's actually another benefit, uh, which is that security uh, can be dealt with in one place. So you think about that uh, having your database and your search engine as separate things, and now a query comes in. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that the application layer needs to know is who's actually asking this question, right? Who is it who's running this query? Mm. And importantly, what is that user allowed to see? So if we've got two separate places, then we need to maintain that question of who's allowed to see what in two different places. And especially if that answer can change, there's often some lag time between you know, the, the search engine being updated with whatever security information it can have. But if you've got those things together in the same place, especially in a transactional system, then as soon as the data changes, your search engine and your database both know, you know, not only here's the current data, but also we know who's allowed to see it and what they're allowed to do with it. So any kind of text queries, analytics, or any other kind of uh, search like that, that'll be customized to the user who's asking, and they'll never see data that they're not supposed to. Wow, that's terrific. So what kinds of search does MarkLogic support? Well, we're multi-model, uh, which means that we support a couple different ways of storing data. Uh, in particular, we store uh, documents, uh, for instance, XML, JSON, text, and binaries. But we also store, store semantic triples. Uh, semantic triple is basically just a subject predicate object. Uh, it's a very flexible way to store information. Hmm. Um, so to query that kind of information, we've got a couple different approaches. Uh, one is we support document queries, so we can identify you know, which XML or JSON document uh, is going to help answer a question. But we also support Sparkle, which is a W3C standard language for uh, querying those semantic triples. 
We even have a SQL engine built in. Uh, we like to say that NoSQL really stands for not only SQL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we, we have the ability to populate indexes based on information that we pull out of XML and JSON and other documents and put that into a table format so that uh, existing tools that are used to dealing with SQL can still make use of that data, but we can get it in there faster. And one of the neat things is the ability to combine different types of queries. So, for instance, you ask a document query, well, we can use the semantic ontologies that we've got inside the database to actually expand that query. So, you know, for instance, if you want to ask about chocolate cake, uh, you know, we might uh, throw in something about, well, we know that a chocolate cake is a kind of cake. It's a type of baking. So we can provide some other information about other kinds of cakes and baking if that feels like it's going to be relevant. And those queries can be run either inside of MarkLogic uh, or they can be sent from the application tier through the REST API that, uh, that we provide. Okay, great. Yeah, that was uh, leading up to my next question. Are they like stored procedures or can you tell us a little bit more about how queries are actually run? Sure. So MarkLogic, we, we've talked about it being a database and a search engine. Mm -hmm. There's actually a third component to it, which is the application server. Uh, so we can run uh, both XQuery and JavaScript inside of MarkLogic uh, in one of those application servers. And uh, so those can execute queries, but they can also do much more general purpose things. JavaScript itself is a general purpose language. Uh, and likewise, with XQuery, we can build very flexible kinds of things there. So that also means we can be very flexible about our architecture. Many of our customers go with what's familiar to them architecturally which means a three-tier architecture. Uh, for instance, we talked earlier about having a presentation layer, application layer, and the database. But some of our customers see an advantage in running code close to the data using a simpler two-tier architecture. Uh, and in that situation, you've got MarkLogic uh, actually hosting the presentation layer itself. So the application server within MarkLogic can serve up JavaScript and CSS and HTML and can then um, respond to queries that can be used to populate the data that's shown to the users. Uh, so we support any approach from directly powering the user interface to offering services that are deep within a stack uh, going through Java or Node.js or whatever language the customer wants to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's terrific. These days we're seeing more attention on data security. Uh, mm -hmm. MarkLogic, you've mentioned, is a document and triple store. How does security work in that environment? Well, we, uh, we use a role-based security model, uh, which means that each user will have one or more roles assigned. And those roles determine what that person is allowed to see, what they're allowed to modify, what they're allowed to execute. Those roles are then applied at the document level, typically, uh, which means that for a given role, you either can see this document or you can't see it. And that actually translates all the way into the indexes. So for instance, I talked about being able to build up SQL tables based on data that we've pulled out um, from, a, let's say, a JSON document. Well, uh, if you do run a SQL query, the information that's in that SQL table, the security on that is based on the security that was applied to the original document itself. So that, that security information follows the data all the way through, no matter what you do with it. Something uh, we've got also in MarkLogic 9 is element-level security. So the idea of that is um, imagine you've got a, a record, uh, let's say an XML document describing an employee. And in that document, you've got, got stuff like the person's name, uh, their position, what department they run in. 
but you also might have some things like um, compensation information, mm-hmm. right? So the the person's um, the person's boss needs to know that HR needs to know that. Uh, you might also have some information about um, the the person's benefits or maybe even their use of medical, right? Mm-hmm. So the benefits team might need to know about that. All this information is in one document, but by by using this element level security feature, we can assign different types of security to different parts of that document. So we can say this section over here, that's only visible to the benefits team. This part over here, only visible to the manager. The rest of the document, that can be accessible to anybody. Uh, and that's that's been a tremendous feature that um, in particular, a lot of our public sector customers really appreciate. And then beyond that, there's also the question of how do we know who it is that is asking this question, right? There's the authentication question. Uh, so MarkLogic supports both internal and external authentication. Internal refers to uh, when MarkLogic is storing the usernames, the passwords, you know, who, who is this person and, um, and how do we decide that this is, in fact, that user? External authentication refers to using a system like LDAP, right? Because most large organizations already have a system they're using for authentication. And we want to be able to tap into that and just fit into their environment as easily as possible. Great. Thank you for walking through that. So what kind of resources does MarkLogic offer for developers to learn how to work with MarkLogic? We've got a variety. And part of that is a reflection that we know people learn uh, from different ways, right? Some people like videos, some people like hearing something, some people want to read, and everybody wants to do. <laughs> um, so for beginners, we tend to encourage them to take uh, our MarkLogic University classes. Those are free and available online. We also offer a, a group of tutorials, blog posts, uh, you can find those on developer.marklogic.com. And uh, we're also very active on Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow is a very popular question and answer site. There's a MarkLogic tag there uh, with a couple thousand questions. And uh, I always make sure that um, I, I personally watch it pretty closely. And if I see a question, I'll answer it. If I see one that doesn't look like it's getting attention, I'll make sure I poke somebody to, make, uh, to get them to answer it. Oh, great. Something new that we've been introducing are cookbooks. Uh, now, of course, cookbooks are a collection of recipes, which in this context, uh, a recipe is an easily applied solution to a common problem. Uh, so we're working on a series of three books, and the first one is uh, focused on xQuery recipes. Uh, so basically, we found that we had a lot of those lying around, and we wanted to share them, get that uh, get that knowledge out to the, the broader community. Excellent. So, Dave, if listeners want to find you online, where should they look? Uh, best place is probably on Twitter. Uh, I'm DM Castle. It's D-M-C-A-S-S-E-L. And... Uh, I, I tweet out interesting articles there that I find and uh, always happy to have some more people pay attention. Great. Thank you. My guest today is Dave Castle. He's the technical community manager at MarkLogic. My name is Shannon Cutt, and this is an O'Reilly Media podcast.